0: all right uh, good evening everyone welcome back to live after hours with Alex and Anthony uh, thank you for joining us once again hopefully uh, tonight we're gonna be talking about lead funnels so I'm really excited about that but even more excited um, about something so I got my computer back um, <laughs> yes you might be able to tell Finally. from the from the good connection and the good audio quality <laughs> and the you know, Generally, me not freezing every three seconds. Uh, so it's back. <laughs> um, I'm really excited microphone about actually
1: that. working. Always good.
0: Microphone works. Like earpiece works. Like I mean everything. You know, HD camera, the whole nine. My monitors. I'm I'm happy camper to have it all back. But I'm I'm even uh, even happier because we get to display now a better show. Um, we don't have to worry about cutting in and out or have any any issues like that. So I'm I'm definitely excited. So tonight we're going to be talking about lead funnels as I mentioned and, and kind of the concept around that is um, the notion that you can uh, automate leads in and nurture them in certain ways to turn them into clients and we're going to be talking a little bit about that. Um, as always, I'm Alex Camelio from uh, Agent Inner Circle. With us as always is Anthony Mann, uh, CEO and founder of AM Open House as well as a real estate agent uh, at Broker actually. Uh, so. Do you want to kind of jump us into lead funnels and, and why you want to talk about this tonight?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I don't know if uh, everybody out there knows what a lead funnel is. I'm sure everybody's heard of funnels and lead funnels uh, quite extensively. Uh, but basically what a funnel is, is it's a uh, it's a way to get leads into the top of your funnel and it just creates a basic V, right? And basically at the bottom is where your money comes in. So... Uh, what we wanted to t- talk about today is uh, a little bit about what funnels are, how they work, and most importantly, the different types of funnels that people can run, whether they're using ads or already traffic that they have in their email list and whatnot. Um, and there's really a lot of different ways, especially for real estate agents to take advantage uh, of funnels in a lot of ways. And we'll give you some examples uh, of those funnels. Um, so we, myself and, and Alex, I, I know that we both knew about funnels before, but uh, we really kind of started really focusing a lot more on funnels probably about, uh, it was probably six to eight months ago now. Uh, we read a book by Russell Brunson and uh, the book was called Dot Com Secrets. And uh, basically what this book does is it's it's this guy, he created this company called ClickFunnels. And basically what it does is it allows the average person to be able to go ahead and create a funnel for their business. And it really doesn't matter what type of business you're in. Um, you could be a real estate agent. You can be an entrepreneur. You can sell a physical product. You can sell coaching programs. It doesn't matter. It teaches you kind of how to, go ahead and build a funnel for any type of business. Um, and recently, he actually just came out with another book, uh, the second iteration of that, uh, called Expert Secrets. I've already ordered a couple copies. Uh, we're probably going to be giving some away, actually, on this live show in a couple weeks. Uh, but unfortunately, I haven't received them yet. Uh, they're like a two, three week back order. We're waiting, um, we're
0: waiting on so many books right now. <laughs>
1: no, It's like ah. crazy. We're <laughs> waiting on like five copies of Seth's Price's book. Uh, actually, you know what I did get in? I did get in uh, three copies of Katie Lance's book. I haven't opened it yet. Um, but we're going to be giving a couple those away uh, as well um, so uh, basically you know so let's talk a little bit about funnels Alex. so there's tons of different types of traffic that we can bring into funnels right so um you know what we did when we were, we were we were building a social strategy right so we we came up with a couple of different ways to get people kind of to know about social media and some of the things that we wanted to do to kind of bring them to our social product. um so getting people into funnels I know you're doing this a lot right now uh, with agent your circle that's um, kind of your bait machine right now so let's talk a little bit about what what you guys are doing over there and what kind of bait you guys are using to get people into the top of the funnel and sure. how you're kind of spitting them out the bottom
0: well, you know, I think it's kind of an interesting thing to to talk about because on the one hand, like we're talking about it like bait, right? We we say, oh, it's bait to get people into the site. And when you talk about it in that sense, you talk about it in a very sort of technical, you know, almost sort of theoretical level as to what right. bait really is, right? But when you come down to it, what bait really comes down to is you need to offer something of value to the audience that you're um, giving value to. So really you need to figure out who your audience is, what sort of things they're interested in, and then basically give stuff away. As interesting as it is, you're you're basically just saying here's free stuff, free valuable content. Um, And oh, by the way, if you might be interested in buying some of these these other things, you can do that. With our audience, I was actually talking to somebody earlier today about that, about what sort of our audience and our demographic tends to like. And from what we found, it really is, I guess the best way to put it is this. You can write a great article about, say, how to do something, how to, let's use uh, the the example I used earlier today was how to write a sales letter, right? You can write a great article about the whole theory about how to write a sales letter, um, you know, what to do, what it should say. I mean, I have a book sitting next to me on it, right? right? But when it really comes down to it, what our audience wants to see is they want to see that article, but then they also want to see two or three examples right. of what that sales letter looks like. And I think that's kind of a differentiator, at least for us uh, in terms of what we provide, but I think also what kind of people are looking for now. I mean, I know I sort of thought about it in the same realm, and I, I know you and I have even talked about this with like coding, right? Like I hate developer portals that just sort of like give me the theory of the foo bar of right. how you know how um, the the different pieces of it may work sort of in theory. I would rather they just give me one like code set implementation and give me an example, and then say, okay, well, there are all these other variations over here, but here's at least your, like, working base, your example copy and template to sort of kind of work off of. Um, It's so much easier to implement things when you have that, at least, especially within coding. I think it's sort of the same thing with our audiences, is you want, you don't just want to teach them how, you also kind of want to give them you know, some takeaways, some real tangible.
1: Right. And and kind of in return for that, for that takeaway they're yes, they're getting it for free, right? They're not paying for it, right? But they are in a way giving something up, right? So they're giving up an email address. They're giving up a phone number. They're giving up their name. They're giving up something that's actually a value to the company long term, even though they're getting the information that they want today.
0: If you, if you really think about it though, the value that they're giving up goes beyond that. Because like every, and you're right, everything you mentioned there is absolutely right. Like you're, they're, they're giving you their email, the ability to contact them. They're, you know, giving you some information there. Right. But even further, if they're downloading an article about a sales letter, well, shit, you know, they're in sales. Right. Right. They just told you something about themselves and the information that they're looking for. Right. Simply by interacting with that. And I think that's probably the most valuable information that you can glean from from bringing people in like that is not just, hey, what's your email, but, you know, why did you give me your email kind of a thing.
1: Right. And that, and that that, you could even draw further on that. Right. And saying, you know, when I think Facebook uh, with their advertising platform and their lookalike audience, I think you only need to have I think it's a minimum of 30 email addresses, but they recommend putting a couple hundred in. So if you could get a couple hundred people to download, like in your example, a sales letter and then upload that into a Facebook audience, um, you can create a lookalike audience who are like those people. Um, and you can go from having a list of two or three hundred people to advertise to bring that out to, you know hundred thousand a million whatever it might be um, and really expand Mm -hmm. the people that you're advertising in front of and chances are um, you know Facebook obviously has more information about us than anything Um, so chances are Facebook is gonna do a really good job of saying these people would also be really interested in the information that you're giving out Um, and I think it's a really important piece of the puzzle for when when anybody's building a funnel you know the top of the funnel um, while it's not quote-unquote you know where you're making any money today Um, it's something that down the road, if you can get a lot of the right people in there, eventually they do become sales at the end of the day. Right. Absolutely. So, and, and, and again, we're looking at it from, you know, obviously the business perspective of it. Um, but when it comes to, you know, even each individual type of business, um, you know, real estate agent, right? They're, they're bringing buyers into the top of the funnel. They're bringing sellers into the top of the funnel. And eventually they're looking to get them out of the bottom of the funnel. And, you know, for buyers, it's it could be that first time buyer report or, um, you know, 10 things to look out for when purchasing your first home or 10 things to look out for when you're selling your first home. And, you know, there's, there's endless, endless amounts of quote unquote bait, as we call it, um, that someone might be interested in today, but might not be ready to sell or buy a house for two years, five years, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. And then on the marketing side of that, you um, you know, funnels, they go, they go so deep into from the very top and then trying to get them down into your highest priced offer, right? So we were we were kind of talking about earlier, uh, and this was a couple episodes ago, um, <laughs> about bringing the, you know, almost bridging the gap, right, for, for agents. Bridging that gap from when they get the lead from Zillow, Realtor.com, or any of the lead sources out there, right? And having this kind of middle piece, that would then take those leads kind of nurture them for the person and then when they when that person's ready to actually be a lead go out and see houses or sell their house whatever may be, that's when they get delivered to the agent right so mm-hmm. you know building building funnels in a way is it's kind of mimicking that right it's a way to kind of see how that may work um, in the grand scheme of things sure so you know, let's. I, mean, I, was, I was thinking about the topic today and I know we briefly discussed it, but um, you know it's really interesting to think that there is definitely or at least I want to believe that there's a way to, to make that happen for agents right to get to be able to capture well, the I, leads in.
0: Yeah, I, and oh, I think so I just pause for a second there. I think where this kind of came from before we get into sort of the solution side of it is you know I think you and I are pretty good at addressing the problem meaning right. we we both will go and think about it and go okay well what's what's the problem really um and and see if we can then solve that and I, and you know people can correct me if i'm wrong here and and by all means comment you know share whatever uh, and tell me tell us that we're wrong here but it seems like from paying attention to lab code agents and you know the agent inner circle page and and all those sorts of things out there i see this common thread of People, there's a whole set of people that will hate on Zillow because, you know, <laughs> they get these leads and the leads don't do anything for them, right? And then there's a whole group of people who love Zillow, but even when you really talk to those people, it seems to me like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me like a lot of them sort of say, well, yes, you might get some leads that aren't so great, but if you work those leads, if you work all of the leads you know, the percentage that end up paying off more than pay for the advertising dollars that you are putting in, right? Right. Um, But nobody seems to be coming back and saying, well, yes, all of those leads that are coming through are fantastic. Like every lead, you know, nine out of 10 leads that I get from, say, a Zillow or Realtor.com or Trulia or whoever, nine out of 10 of them are great. Most people are saying, no, you know, two, maybe three out of 10 are great. And the rest, um, that, we're saying like a that. Two,
1: two, three percent um, total are you know turning into quality leads, which is really just a tiny number. If you think for every hundred leads someone gets in from Zillow, they're right. actually communicating with, you know, two or three of them. And that's after, you know, the full hundred phone calls have been made. And you want to believe that's happened two, three times before that person has given up on that lead. Right. So mm-hmm. that's really a lot, a lot of extra legwork for an agent that has a thousand other things that they can be doing at any given time.
0: Right. Absolutely. And so we started thinking about lead funnels earlier, to, you know, in the last, a couple of me, you know, a couple episodes ago. Um, but I think again, earlier today, you and I were kind of mentioning it and going, well, what if there was a way where you could nurture these leads through such that an agent wouldn't even see it until final step until like the person was actually really ready to talk to you, you know, have a conversation, talk to you on the phone, email exchange, whatever, like really right. kind of have that conversation <laughs> with you.
1: Um, Sorry, my dog has gone crazy. <laughs> he ran out and he's barking at the air. That sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> okay, he's gone <laughs> yeah. all three pounds of him. I know.
0: Um, so you kind of think about it and you're like, all right, well, how do we nurture them from the point of they come in from say those hundred leads that you might get in from Zillow and how do we get it down to those two or three or four and do that in an automated form? And we were sort of strategizing and thinking that, you know, a lot of the products out there right now are these sort of, um, you know, we'll give you a platform where you can set up your own system to do all of this follow up and automation and so on. Right. Right. But who does?
1: I mean, we're right. Well, that's, that's the (laughs) biggest issue I think with all these systems, right? Like, so there's, I don't know, I'm integrated with 25 CRMs right now, right? And there's probably a hundred more that I'm not integrated with, it, right? And so, and they all have different features. They all look totally different. And mm-hmm. an agent goes in and it becomes a lesser of, of two evil situation, right? They're like, okay, I should have started with a better CRM or there's a better one out there, but I'm not about to set up everything I set up on this one on a whole different CRM. It's gotta be completely worth it for them. And even when they do that, they're talking about spending you know, 50 to 100 hours realistically Resetting up all their drip campaigns for emails and for text messages and do all these things right. that become so incredibly difficult for an agent to move from one platform to the other. Um, and because of that, we're seeing that it becomes more of a numbers game for the agent, right? They're just like, well, I just want more leads because I know that every hundred leads I get, I close one or two deals out of, right? But I think that we were both discussing kind of the... What if it wasn't like that? What if there was a way to automate so much of this process that you didn't, you didn't eliminate the CRM because it's not essentially what you would be doing. But Mm -hmm. when that person went into your CRM, they were ready, willing, able buyer or seller at that moment. Right. So for every, let's say four leads or five leads, you got three or four deals out of, um, and you just knew, okay, I don't expect to get a lead or five leads a day. But when I get a lead, I'm going to get on it right this second, because I know that there's actual money there.
0: Right. It's not like it presets them up for the sale or the buy or whatever it is, but it's more like uh, there's no such thing as a cold lead coming into your your system. By the time they're really getting dropped into your lap, it's almost like you should be expecting a phone call, an email, a text message from them as the first point of contact of them being like, you know, I'd love to see a home and and right. you should be sitting there being like, you know, thinking, all right, I need to look at the last 12 messages the automated system sent to make sure we're, right. we're in the right thread and then respond um, to that person kind of a thing. So, right. you know, no more cold leads, I think, is the sort of the, the ideal, the goal.
1: Yeah. And it would be interesting to kind of see see that put together right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I think from the tech side of it, it wouldn't be that difficult to get the integrations, right? Because Realtor, Zillow, Trulia, we can, you can integrate with all those companies. Um, and, you know, and even the smaller lead companies that are out there, you can integrate with all them. right? You can even take uh, Facebook leads out through Zapier. You could do tons of stuff with it. Um, but what would be really interesting is interesting is developing the correct marketing plan for those buyers or sellers, right? Like how many emails are going out, How many text messages are going out? What's being said? And at one point, does that person actually need to get in touch with an agent? And what's the right point for them to get? Like, do they just want to be put on a list of homes? Or is this system already incorporated with the list of homes that they're getting the email every day or in real time when a new home that meets that criteria? You know, it'd be really interesting to kind of see how something like this would be put together.
0: So I just kind of had an idea that merges our, our AI concept into this. Okay. So if you built this in an intelligent form, you would build um, a bunch of different sets of funnel chains. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, someone comes into the system, funnel chain one is maybe a text funnel where it's texting them back and forth. And then funnel chain two is like an email soap opera sequence funnel where they're like getting, you know, that sort of a thing. And then, Maybe funnel three is like long form paper, like newsletter or, or letter that gets sent to them or whatever it is, right?
1: Right, and like you, the handwritten card or the postcard. The handwritten or
0: card, right, exactly. And you build a handful of those, of like different sort of set up funnel systems for each. And then this is where the AI part fills in. So when the person comes in, you use something like, like we were using Nimble for it, but mm-hmm. you could use something else where immediately from that person's email address and say phone number, you're getting their social media accounts, Facebook, like, you know, age group, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Well, then for the first run or for maybe ever, but I would say for first runs and early, you let the system. Basically, A, B test itself Hmm. against demographic groups for funnels, which one's the best to start, which one works best, which one, whatever. So all you end up doing is throwing, like from our side, all you would end up doing is throwing new ones into the system. And then it figures out like, oh, well, 30-year-olds or whatever are more responsive to text messages, whereas you know, this other group is more responsive to emails or or whatever, those kinds of things. And then does predictive models to say, well, person X comes in, in this area, looking for this home, looking for this, whatever. We may be tested against those demographics a dozen times. And our model says, you know, this is the best, most likely path for them to go down.
1: Interesting, interesting. So i just want to address this question here so uh gabrielle says except that automated system has been keeping in touch the agent that eventually gets the lead it will still be a cold lead to them so i don't think you're looking at cold warm and hot leads quite the same way so a cold lead would be you know someone who hasn't bought anything from you hasn't seen anything hasn't heard from you this is the first point of contact that they've ever made with you right so the kind of system we're describing is Almost, when, when this gets to that agent, this, this person has already received tons and tons of information, um, and and I don't know if it would be branded to the agent, but it would be, they'd be so comfortable working with that agent because the system that they would be working through has garnered so much trust to them that they would almost look at that agent and say, okay, if you're the trusted partner that I was referred to, I'm ready to work with you. Um, so I well, think these leads would come in yeah, more that, as like a more-
0: See, uh, here's the thing. I, I, and I think you're right there, but I think it goes a step further than that. The way I see something like this is, um, person comes into the funnel without agent, let's say Gabrielle is the agent, right? Um, and Gabrielle is a broker. I don't know if he, like think I mentioned me and Gabrielle working together at Lone Wolf. Um, let's say she's you know, the agent on the deal, right? And a lead comes into the system that's, you know, we're theorizing here. Well, it would, Gabrielle wouldn't even get a notice. Not until that person is ready to call you, email you, do something sort of with you. The system itself starts sending out emails that are pre done emails that talk about you know, Gabrielle and Gabrielle's story and why you'd want to work with her and the whole the whole soap opera sequence thing that we're right. talking about. So by the time the person is ready to talk to you, you might not necessarily know a ton about who they are, but they know you. And they know you they pretty know well. You really and they well. feel yeah. And they feel comfortable with you. And and we saw that work with even with A Social Strategy when you did the soap opera sequence, we'd have people like IMing our page, like they were friends with you. <laughs> and you're sitting there like Like, I mean, it's great. I love that it was we were able to do that, but, you know, you were able to build up that level of trust without you even thinking about it. And we're talking about throwing those emails past thousands of people. Now, sometimes you have to go back and say like, okay, well, what did my automated system say to this person? So I, I have that backstory and I know who they are and those sort of things. So I'm not missing out on that communication. Um, But there's certainly, I think a lot that, that the systems can do for you. And I think that's,
1: yeah, I agree, you know, I agree. And I think it would be interesting, you know, it's, it's almost like, and this doesn't just apply to real estate, right? This is out a little there. Oh, sorry. Um, And I said, this doesn't necessarily only apply to real estate. This really goes, you know, to any business. It's almost, you know, a business in a box kind of technique where, you know, there's proven systems, proven things that work in, in business in general. And if we can apply this or someone can apply this really well in real estate, it can make a huge difference in the way agents, buyers, and sellers communicate and and a huge difference in, in the way they work. Like we were talking the other day in another episode, I don't remember which one it was, about how these, these teams are are kind of taking, you know, the 93-7 deal, right? 93% of the agents right. are doing seven percent of the business. So it almost takes even more away from the agent because Right now, I think a lot of the agents in the business are working a lot of these leads, right? They're just calling and emailing and texting and doing all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And if that can actually be automated, um, it, it allows these teams not only to grow more, but the agents that adopt the technology quick to actually become one of those 7% to 93% of the business, right, because they're no longer wasting their time. If they're paying for leads on Zillow, Trulia, Realtor, wherever they're getting them from, the system is gonna allow them to compete with the big boys, right, with the guys who have the 10, 15, 20 person team, because they know when they get a phone call or an email, that that is a lead that's ready to make a move now. They've been nurtured. They're in that space where they're actually ready to make a move and, and to go out and see houses or sell their house right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, and the know. thing is the interesting part of that is if if you got the tough part with say Zillow or realtor.com or whatever kind of leads is because they're throwing say a hundred at you and maybe maybe some aren't great or some aren't whatever, a lot of people don't really end up ever doing the ROI numbers for right. themselves. I mean, even people I know that track things out the wazoo still don't really, they <laughs> kind of have rough numbers, but they still don't really, um, at the end of the day, go, okay, well, I closed this many deals and this many leads and this many, and so on. It really work those all right. right back, what they're paying per lead. I think if you were able to boil it down to something like this, where it's, you know, you're getting people that are the hot cream of the crop type of the group. Um, it would be a lot easier to figure out your return on investment numbers, and the moment you can do that, you can just cash machine it.
1: Mm-hmm. Just turn on you the spout a little bit more. <laughs> turn on the
0: spout a little bit more. Up your. If you need another deal this month, you just pay more for ads, and you know the rough return time on, you know, when they spit out.
1: Um, so. So we're we're making it obviously sound really simple here. It's like, hey, you know, you make an email sequence, you make a text message sequence. And, you know, well, well yeah. that's fine. We'll just give you the hot leads, right? Make right. It it's, really the, it's
0: the 42 ways to sell a home, right? It's the, right. the easy 42-step <laughs> process to selling your home. Everybody can do right. it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but here's here's the real part of it, right? Like this can honestly, this can be done, right? It's it's a time time-consuming process. But realistically, this is something that can be done. Um, we can't be the first person to say, hey, if we can do this, that would be great. Um, let's play the cons of it. Why Why wouldn't something like this work? Do agents, uh, do agents get scared and say, I don't only want to get four leads a month, even though that might be three deals?
0: Maybe they might. Um, that That's very possible, honestly. Right.
1: Because uh, I can see an agent be like, whoa, 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 you're giving me four leads a month for twenty five hundred dollars a month, like you're out of your mind. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> or whatever the 1500 fifteen hundred thousand, whatever it is, but they're gonna they're gonna hear such a tiny number be like, I'm getting one lead a week, really.
0: You'd have to do some stupid promo.
1: Like Yeah, well, you'd really just need case studies, right? You need to get you need to right. get like fifty, a hundred people <coughs> that yeah. you kind of blew it out for and they were like, Yeah. Like, you only need five leads a month to to close four deals.
0: Right. I mean, the other thing is, you do like, if the leads are not XYZ kind of a thing, we'll give you your money back. Like, yeah, it might be crazy money a month, but that sort of thing. But I I think the other part of it is, uh, you know, I think agents to some extent want to. You know, they're, they're, it's a good and a bad thing. It's, you know, agents in a lot of ways are entrepreneurial in that, you know, they're, they're out on their own. They're, um, you know, kind of striking out for themselves kind of a thing. But I think that sort of, you know, cuts both ways in that, you know, they can't be. Everything for their like one agent can't really at this point in time do it do it all.
1: No, it's it's absolutely like impossible. In,
0: an individual agent cannot by themselves run and maintain an active blog, an active video blog, an active email soap opera sequence, an active text follow up sequence, an active monthly newsletter. Like I, can, I mean, we can go down the list as to all the things that we know are necessary to run a business like that. And at some level, a uh, one agent by themselves, I mean, they can still do business, but they can't take it to that level by themselves. It's just impossible. Right. So then the question becomes, well, how much is that person going to offload to somebody else? And right. I think for some agents, they're happy to just offload everything. But I think a lot of agents feel like, you know, for some reason they know better. And like, you know, they don't want text three to say exactly this. They want text three to say this other thing, or they want text right. four to say this extra word or instead of that. When you you look at them and you go, you know, first of all, will that make a difference at the end of the day? No, not whatsoever. But beyond that, it's like, you know, you've had people who are very skilled at what they do creating this material. This material has been A B tested a thousand million whatever number of times and shows us statistically that this is a better way to do it. Right. But I'll still know agent who will say, well I don't care that it's successful eighty five percent of the time. It should That's text should still be different. You go Right. Huh? You
1: want to pull your hair did, out.
0: Did you yeah. right did you did you hear the number I said eighty five. <laughs> right. Like, you know, um, so I don't know, I'm kind of in that spot where I think, um, you know, I think it's, it's just barely, like, taking over too much for them.
1: Right. Is it almost like, they're like, what am I going to do all day? (laughs) (laughs) like what what am I going to do today (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and I laugh and I say that because no and and you I talk to agents all the time so do you and all you hear is I wish I had some more time right like oh I'm putting in 75 hours this week I wish I had more time and I almost feel like if someone developed a company and gave them all their time back they'd be like Mm -hmm. "No, no 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 I need I need to do stuff you know that's too much time so it would be Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it I mean, would it would almost be too good for itself.
0: Right? Agents would be doing showings, open houses, contract negotiations, transaction management, right, consult consulting, you know, obligations that go along with the the deal right. and you know creating content, creating Right, right. Video, written, or whatever content pieces. Um, well, it's funny. Like, we could even do that
1: as part of the bait stuff. I was just gonna say, so like, you know, even using a company like Agent Circle, right? So much, so so much content, so much stuff that could be sent out um, and and utilized by agents for mm-hmm. their buyers, for their sellers, and that kind of stuff. It's almost like you'd automate everything, really, except for where it has to be personal. For that agent, the video blog part of it, the actual blog, if they want to have one, I don't even, you know, I don't, I don't really know too many people that maintain an actual blog anymore. You see more of the people posting on their business page or um, right. posting on their business page as a video or, you know, maintaining a video blog because it's easy. You know, you hop on camera for a minute or two, you post it, you're done. You're not writing there. You're not writing for three hours, editing, doing the whole thing. Right. Um, just makes their life a lot easier. Um, and again, it comes down to the time, right? Like agents don't have two, three hours in a day to sit mm-hmm. down and do that, but Every agent you could find three to five minutes and say, okay, I'll make a quick video here. Um, so really, I mean, just so much of the process really can be automated. And I think there's enough content out there that can be used for so, you know, and, and a lot of the content that's out there even though it was applicable 10 years ago, it doesn't mean it's not applicable today. It still yeah. works, it's still real, it still means the same thing. You know, where you have to change certain things would be different states, right? Like some states are attorney states and some say, you know, the the sure. agents do all the escrow, that kind of stuff would need to be changed. But, um, you know, utilizing the AI, it can be done relatively simply. Um, and when I say simply, I mean, you know, it would be a <laughs> really lot to get difficult. done up front, <laughs> but, once it's, but once it's done the first time, it's a plug and play for any agent that comes on the system, right? Um, well, yeah. You're changing minor things and you're sending see, it out. And
0: that's Right, and that's the difference though. I don't think it's even a, the way I see this being ideal is I don't even think it's a plug and play. Like I don't even see this as being like an admin panel where you log in and do anything other than update your name and location. Kind of right a thing like it would almost me. it
1: would almost be the like the sign-on process the onboarding process would be like listen these are the things we need from you to get to get this going one time
0: and that's it one time and, and we become and we become a middleware right. like we're not a the the whole platform this whole thing that we're sort of theorizing here is not um we're not talking about a like a crm that's the thing all these Everybody will try to get back into is like, well, can I manage this? And can I do that? And can I,
1: right. no, like, no, no, you can't manage anything. it's a,
0: right. And I think it's almost like a, like an IFTTT or a nimble or one of those where, you know, all you do is feed it in and it does its magic and spits it back out for you. Right.
1: You don't get right. to it see the It does all magic. the work. Right. right. It does do all you... the work. The the system will let you know when you need to get involved.
0: Right, exactly. And and that way I think it's kind of nice because agents will never feel like you burned leads for them. Right. Right, even though the system might technically burn leads, like there's a possibility that a small percentage of people fall off who wouldn't have otherwise and it, you know, doesn't nurture leads the way it should. My guess is something if done well would, you know, mathematically do a good job of it.
1: Right, um, you would take it to do a better job because there's no human error involved.
0: Right, and they would actually get seven or eight emails instead of two, right. and they'd actually get 25, you know, daily emails and newsletters and all these things because it's sort of guaranteed. Right.
1: Um, yeah, I
0: would just see it as a middleware. It's not even like you, it's not even like you'd see your leads from Zillow or Realtor.com. It would, you right, it would just be see connected
1: it. and that would be it. You'd right. be like, here we keep the API key, or give us your API key from Zillow, or, or wherever you're getting it from, and that's it. The system takes over, and again, you know, like we'll let you know when it's time to to see it, or we'll let you know when it's time right. for you to, to, to do something.
0: Right, almost like the chatbot system, like you know the chatbot things that we talked about, where like there comes a point in time where the chatbot notifies you, and it's like, hey, it's right. time for a human, it's time for a human right. to take over. Like, the the chatbot's done as much as it can. It's sort of the same thing. It's like you don't even think about it dealing with people until all of a sudden the chatbot says to you, like, hey, time to jump in. It's something I I
1: can't handle here.
0: Right. Something I can't handle here. Time for you to get involved.
1: So, Um, Gabrielle's asking, uh, so who writes the content? So, we wouldn't be doing, or, or the idea I think we have here isn't actually anything to do with you know, your daily video content or daily blog content or that kind of stuff, right? This is tried, tested, proven, you know, kind of newsletters with NPL or Neuro wow, Linguistic Programming. NLP, a
0: little um, dyslexia there. <laughs> a little bit,
1: uh, but I couldn't say yeah. a word either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but the whole idea behind the sales letters and the newsletters and all that stuff would just be to provide basic information to people until they were ready to really do their search right and let's be honest you Mm -hmm. know if someone is searching on zillow and they request a home showing from you right they don't want to be added to your your drip list right they're already on zillow or they're already on realtor.com when they contact you they're already searching for properties they don't need your help they have the the search capability and the save my type of property and that all all that kind of stuff right that's already being done by realtor by zillow by truly by all these companies out there So it's not that kind of value add for them because they're already getting that value from somewhere where this becomes this is strictly nurturing the lead, making sure that you're the person that they want to go with. And then once they make the decision and say, hey, I'm ready to do it, then boom, the system is going to say to you, "Okay, it's time. Gabrielle wants to look at a house this week or, you know, Gabrielle requested more information about a house now or she wants to talk to you or she wants to speak with you or whatever it might be. So um, it really becomes that that the agent really doesn't have to get involved until they've been nurtured, they know you, and you're ready to actually deal with that person in person.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the content is kind of broken into two pieces, right? The content, the first set of content we talked about is the bait, right, the funnel items, but we don't really need bait. Like we're talking about realtor.com, we're talking about Zillow, we're talking about getting leads from just paid leads, other sources of people who right. may be interested
1: in properties somewhere coming and into the know, system that way. And and the idea behind the system would kind of be like a, it's like a one stop deal where you <laughs> would be able to accept leads in from any source that you wanted to put into it. We're using the Zillow right. uh, Realtor.com just because most people know that. But this can be from your personal website can feed visitors. in if that's where right, your you're, MLS, you're getting clients, your... from. Right. right, it could be from right, any exactly
0: anywhere it it's wherever leads are already you're already paying for leads the whole the whole idea of this is to take leads from somewhat something that's you know a cold lead or a mediocre lead and nurture them the whole way to being a hot lead without you ever hearing their name or worrying about them or or having any sort of thought um about that and just it, can we can we do that is there a way to automate that process now with the the whole thing about um sort of what we were mentioning with the you know content in in the actual letters right like the soap mm-hmm. opera sequences right. the all of that sort of stuff you know some of that might need to come from the agent or we might need to ask some very targeted questions in the sign up process kind of a thing yeah i think that would be that.
1: on the on the onboarding kind of part of it it's you know we need to know your story you know, the, right. those first five to seven emails for that soap opera series are all about getting to know you why you're here, how you got here and yeah. really developing that, that attractive character. Right. Um, sure. And without that, they don't care about anything else you have to say if you don't define that properly.
0: Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Um, I think there are two ways to kind of go about it. One of which is we with service for life with our, one of our agent in our circle products we write a four plus page newsletter every month that then a thousand plus of our agents, clients, um, syndicate out and use, right? Interesting. So we write content that can be used, you know, over and over and over again by lots of agents in lots of different ways. And in fact, if you go through agent inner circle, some of the things I've shown you are those like template sales letters and things like that. If you notice, there's not a ton of like individual agent story in a lot of those templates, nope. but they all still work. I mean, they're all still incredible sales letters um, or ad copy or whatever of things that, that work significantly. So part of me wonders how much of that we could sort of take out of an agent's hand, hmm. you know, and, and say like, you know, our master NLP copywriters are doing this because they have years, you know, 30 plus years of experience in writing stuff that gets people to respond. Why right. you know why why are you as an agent gonna worry about writing a twenty part email series when you have no idea how to write a twenty part email series? Right. I barely have an idea of how to write a twenty part <laughs> email series. And I've been studying it for a significant amount of time now. Like you know, <laughs> I don't expect an agent to really understand how to do that. So I think, some level, it's almost better to leave it in the hands of the professionals.
1: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I disagree with that. I, I do think that the agent needs to be introduced in the beginning, but I don't necessarily. I may agree with you in the fact that it doesn't necessarily matter. After they've been introduced, after it's a, hey, you know, I'm blah, blah, blah from ABC company, um, that the agent, not the agent, the buyer or seller really cares anymore. It's always signed by the agent, and that's kind of it. Um, mm. I think you're right. You know, keeping the sales letters as just that sales letters may make the most sense. And, and so let me ask you this. So who, who, who does this, right? Who's the person or the company that, that does this? Like who makes it happen? Cause I'd like to say I have tons of extra time right now and we should start building it tomorrow, but (laughs) (laughs) I just think we both know that that's not entirely realistic. Um, but like, do you see one of the, one of these big companies say, you know, seeing this and I, again, like I can't imagine we're the first person to think of something like this, like why do you think it hasn't been done?
0: You know, I don't, Part of me doesn't want to sound cocky because, you know, but do we really know that this isn't the first time someone is really, I mean, I don't I don't know that it's the first time someone has come up with a general idea about automating cold to warm leads. I don't think, <laughs> I, I highly doubt anyone has made it as far as even spending an hour sort of theorizing about this sort of concept. Um, right. Where... Because my guess is everybody does what is expected, which is a CRM. Everybody's expecting this to be a CRM to be the solution, right? Mm-hmm. And, and everybody keeps trying to put that sort of round peg in a square hole where right, most agents they like,
1: they don't even use the CRM and half of them pay for it and don't even use that. So
0: right, um, but but at every conference you go to, it's well what CRM are you using? What follow-up oh system God. are you using? What whatever Every conference right? I
1: go to, there's another four brand new CRMs there ready to take over the real estate <laughs> world.
0: <laughs> you know what I love? I love when people are like, "What database are you using?" And I'm like, "Oh, MySQL." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, what is this? <laughs> Like, oh yeah, Jesus!
1: <laughs> oh man! Here we go, we go <laughs> <Okay>. old school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, what? Yeah. What database are you using? Uh... <laughs> oh my God!
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, it is kind of crazy that every conference you go to, there is another CRM out there, but nobody's taken taking that next step with it and said, you don't need a CRM. You need someone to do all this for you and right. spit it out.
0: Right. And and I've seen hmm. some firms that sort of like maybe help you set it up a little bit. Right. Like, Curator does that to some extent, don't they?
1: I'm not entirely too familiar about Curator, to be honest with you. I've met um, met one of the guys there once, but uh, I I never really dove into Curator, to be totally honest with you.
0: Okay. Um, I think they do something somewhat similar in terms of that, but I don't think anybody has just flat out been like, we're going to take it out of your hands. Right. You know, (laughs) don't even think about nurturing leads anymore all you're going to do is work the leads once, like work hot leads once you get them. Right. Like imagine every lead you ever received was somebody calling being like, hey, I'm ready to go buy a home.
1: Right. And, and most of the time really what it is, it's, especially like the Zola leads, like years ago I used to buy them. And all it, well it is, you know, it's, it's me and three other agents. And I remember like calling them like, oh, you're the third person to call me. I'm like, I got the lead 14 seconds ago. What do you mean that I'm a third person to call? Um, <laughs> and you know, and you just like, as an agent, it's almost deflating. It's like, oh, Jesus, now not only am I competing with every other agent in the market, but now I'm competing with three people or four people who have your phone number, your email address, and the property you're looking for. You know, mm-hmm. and so, you know, if you could take all that away and just have the agent focus on showing and selling and listing. Um, and right. obviously you know obviously after getting into a contract you know the other hundred things that have to be done in every property if that right. could be the agent focus versus worrying about making sure they're following up make sure you do all these mm-hmm. things that a crm tells them to do the CRM's is great but listen i might get if i get 50 alerts on my crm as an agent that doesn't mean i'm gonna do all 50 today i see them but i might not get to them all because I have other things going on mm-hmm. so it'd be It's interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, imagine this though. I I think about it like perfect world scenario on the other side where imagine say a hundred Zillow leads come in and normally you would like text every one of them. And then if they didn't get back to you, you'd follow up with an email. And then if they didn't get back to you, you'd whatever. And there's that like nurturing sequence that you have. Imagine if you didn't do any of it and there was that there was no deflating I called you 14 seconds after I got that lead. <laughs> right, right. Right. All it was is a system churning behind the scenes, sending that person a text message, you know, sending them whatever until all of a sudden it's time to really talk and right. interact with them where they're really Like, ready you
1: could even, interact. and even like the video message, Jesse just came out with a. Uh... With a new piece to his uh, to call action um they, they're sending video messages now so you could have like one of these pre-recorded like hey just got your lead on Z- it's anthony man just got your lead on zillow just wanted to shoot your quick text let you know i'm running into a meeting please text me back and let me know you have any questions right and like mm-hmm. that's like that makes the difference right and and having mm-hmm. agents do something like that on the onboarding or even like hey listen this is a piece we're launching this is what i exactly what I need you to say in a video in three different things, right? I'm mean, one for realtor, one for Zillow, one for, for Trulio, one for your website, you know, whatever it is, whatever they're getting leads right. in, and then boom, like you're the standout. You're not just calling, you're sending a video message to this person, like, oh, look how cool this is.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the I think the possibility with this is ridiculous, <laughs> but it does honestly make me nervous that agents might look at it and say, I can't only get four leads a month. I don't know what else I'm going to do all month.
0: You're cutting out again.
1: Oh, so I was saying that
0: they're going to get four leads and not know what to do with themselves. Yeah,
1: I can't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know if they're going to accept that. If it was ten leads a month, right? Like two and a half a week, you're going to be like, okay, what are yeah, the other four days? But
0: in, Right, no, I get that, but in reality, the the number of quality leads doesn't change.
1: Oh, you no, they're of course not, not was, right? They're
0: not. They're, they're just, just not, not wasting not, time. Like wasted time.
1: Right, they're only the time they're using is literally the best possible spent time ever. Right. right, when they pick up the phone or they they send an email, whatever it is, and they're actually doing it themselves, they're doing it for a real reason now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, right, I mean, answering let, a
0: question, setting up an right. a, an actual scheduled meeting, whatever.
1: Right. So yeah. yeah, just, just, uh, be interesting to see if people can get past it. So anyway, all right, we got, we got to think about this. Cause I think this is, there's something here, but, Yeah, there is, I mean, maybe we'll put it on the board for like three years from now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, us, we're always kind of looking for that next project. Um, I know. and you know, now that we've, we've put it out into the ether here, maybe, uh, I don't know. Somebody will jack our ideas like they do with other things. Yeah, so. That's fine.
1: Listen, just give us some credit for it and 50% of the company and we're fine. <laughs>
0: no yeah. big deal. We'll be lucky to get credit. Come on. Right, man. We'll be lucky. Let's be like, honest.
1: First found on Live After Hours with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I'm lucky to get credit when people steal my slide decks. Let's be like, straight up about that. Like I'm, I'm oh, lucky man. to get like, a byline when I do the graphics. So... <laughs> You know, <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, on that note, um, I think we're going to end it for tonight. Definitely an awesome idea. Uh, yeah. I think it's something for us to kind of think about some more and maybe talk about more. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting conversation, you know, cause it gets into, well, what's the best funnel? What's the best right. way to nurture and convert? Like, you know, what are the variables to tell us which ones are best and then how do we do that? So I think, um, I definitely think it provides some, some interesting conversation for some of these going forward. So that should be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. Always a pleasure. I will uh, I'll talk to you right. uh, real quick on the housekeeping. Um, we mentioned last time we have our new website up, liveafterhours.com. Um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Music. Sign up for the newsletter. Uh, we'll let you know anytime we are going live. Um, and if you have any questions, shoot us a message on the page. Our bot is in development. <laughs>
0: We're getting there. This is a this is a hobby for us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, when I say
1: in development, it doesn't say anything right now. So in the, inside <laughs> the next 365 days, we'll have it say something back.
0: <laughs> a All right, guys. That says yeah. maybe that.
1: <laughs> All right, i Al, So talk to you soon, man. All
0: right, later, man.
1: All
0: right, later. Bye.